Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Most of us use deficit-based approaches to change. Another way to describe what we're most accustomed to is problem-centered change. This deficit-based approach is so deeply ingrained that we don't even know that there are other ways to approach change. Appreciative inquiry gives us a totally different way of dealing with our issues, our dilemmas, and our situations. It offers what's called a constructionist-based approach to change. And I'm talking about change in our homes, our families, our jobs, change in every sphere of our lives. It's an approach that once we learn it, we can use it to redirect our energy and create positive outcomes. This podcast focuses on using appreciative inquiry at the individual level for a way to create positive change in every area of our lives. I'm going to start by reviewing the deficit-based change model that we're all so accustomed to. It starts off by identifying a problem and a need related to that problem. That sounds logical. Focus on what's wrong. Focus on the pain point. Focus on the needs created by the problem. The deficit-based model then moves to a causal analysis. What's wrong and why is it wrong? What are the contributing factors in the problem? We put a lot of time into root cause analyses so we can have a deep knowledge of the problem. Next, we move to possible solutions. We analyze possible solutions. What are the ways, many, many ways, that we can address the problem and create the change that we want? Essentially, when we're looking at solutions, what we're asking is, how can we fix the problem? Then we do some action planning based on the solutions that we generated. And all of the solutions are rooted where? In the problem. After we implement our action plan, we hope that the problem is solved. Yes, I know that's an oversimplification of the deficit-based change model. But I know it sounds familiar to you because it's such a common approach. I'm going to introduce an alternative a very powerful alternative, the four Ds of appreciative inquiry. Let me first tell you that appreciative inquiry is rooted in two important theories. The first is social constructionism. This theory says that words are our most powerful means of creation. Words don't just describe They actually create meanings. Words matter. Now, I'm going to go off the script for a minute here and tell you about this morning. I am at the Savin Sound Studio. It's a rainy Friday morning. And when I got here, we had technical difficulties. There was all this static in the line that we use for recording. And believe it or not, the same thing happened yesterday. So we had to cancel our recording session yesterday after the first, I don't know, 15 minutes because we couldn't get rid of the static. So here we are again at 9 o'clock this morning and the same thing happens. And it's raining. Now remember social constructionism. 
words don't just describe, they actually create meanings. Words matter. So when I looked outside this morning when I left the house, I remembered what my mother used to say on rainy days. She used to say, those are showers of blessings. So this morning, as I headed to the sound studio, I said, well, we got showers of blessings. When we had our technical difficulty, the same one that we had yesterday, it was not a problem. It was an opportunity. It was an opportunity for me to get my tail in the gym, to do a good, strong strength workout that I will tell you because of the showers of blessings I was going to blow off today. It was an opportunity for me to run to the post office and get some stuff in the mail that I should have mailed yesterday or the day before. That's appreciative inquiry at the very practical level of our lives. That is social constructionism. We define things in a way that creates the reality that we want. So here we are back in the studio. We still have showers of blessings and we are having fun recording again. Social constructionism. Words matter. They create meaning in our lives. And if you could see Dan, he's looking at me like she's going off the script. She's telling the story. And now she's now he's laughing. <laughs> I know you didn't expect that, Dan. But I had to share our real experience with the people. Okay. <laughs> the second theory is heliotropism. Now, this is drawn from the natural sciences. It teaches us that all living things, everything that lives, is drawn towards whatever gives it life. We are naturally drawn towards affirming, positive, generative forces. I want to go back to this morning. Can you imagine how frustrated and aggravated I would have been if Dan had had a snotty attitude about this, if he had let this ruin our morning, if he had been grumpy and frustrated, I wouldn't be drawn towards him. Heliotropism tells us that whatever it is that inspires us, that gives us life, that makes us feel good about our situations, that's what we are drawn to. Now you're probably saying, woman, what does your morning, your workout, being in Dan Savin's studio, what does any of that have to do with creating change? Well, it has everything to do with creating change. In the deficit-based model, we would start with a focus on a problem, and that is the beginning of the problems. If we're able to reframe on the front end and begin focusing on opportunities we get a different range of options and a different range of results. And that is what appreciative inquiry, specifically the 4D model that David Cooperwriter created, that's what gives us a different way to create lasting change in our lives. It starts with the first D, discovery. This initial step asks us to discover the best of what is in ourselves, in our lives, and in our worlds. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're facing a dilemma involving your career. Now, you notice I did not say a problem. I said a dilemma. You've lost your zeal for your job, and your current employer isn't offering uh, an environment that's rewarding or fulfilling. The environment may even be toxic. You have a choice. 
you could frame this as a major problem. Or you could use it as a launching point for self-discovery. If you decided to employ the first D, that discovery, you may begin by starting to write down all of your unique gifts and talents. Then you might spend some time reflecting on your accomplishments. Jot them down too. Invest time reflecting on the best work environment you've ever been in. Reflect on the things that are positive and affirming in your life. Take detailed notes of those reflections. The discovery stage is an important beginning because it gives you a lot of data about yourself, about your situation, about your successes, and your accomplishments. And these are things that you could easily have lost track of. It also moves you from a negative problem focus to a more positive focus that produces the kind of energy that we really, really need for positive change. Okay. You laid the foundation for appreciative change by discovering the best of what's in you, the best of your current life, the best of your situation. Now you're set up to move to the next D, and that is my absolute favorite. It's the dream. I love this phase because it allows us to set our imaginations free. We can be expansive about the possibilities and the probabilities for our lives. I like to advise my clients to dream big, to allow the imagination that we had in kindergarten to return. I encourage people to think of the extraordinary. Capture your dreams for your life on paper. In the example that we're working through, dreams may include starting your own business, changing careers, moving to a new state, moving into a new role within the company, going back to school, pursuing a hobby that will challenge and stimulate you, taking a sabbatical to write the book that's been in your heart. The dreams are as endless as you allow them to be. There is no end to the number of dreams that will help you address the career dilemma. Notice again, I didn't say a problem. That's because language is our most powerful tool of creation. Be very careful about how you define your situations because that very definition is fateful and it determines the path that you'll take in addressing your situations. So how do you capture your dreams? Okay, the vision boards are really popular. I mentioned writing them down. But if, if you like a more visual depiction, try the visual depiction of a vision board. It'll help you capture your hopes, your aspirations, your dreams. It doesn't work for me. I have an unbelievably vivid imagination. I can capture a dream in my head and move it to my heart. I'm able to see myself in whatever I'm dreaming of. I used to get in so much trouble in Mrs. Storm's algebra class. I would be looking out the window. Her class had a really wonderful window. Her classroom did. And I'd just be looking out the window and daydreaming. So that's a skill I've had for my entire life. You know, I mentioned committing things to paper. So, so write them down. Sometimes I do write dreams down. But whatever way works best for you, capture your dreams. Don't censor them. 
don't squash them. Capture them somewhere and commit to seeing them and reviewing them regularly. So those first two Ds got us started. Discover and dream. The next D is design. This is where we start to build dialogue about what we discovered and what we're dreaming. I have some cautions here. You want to be very selective about who you choose to build dialogue with. Everyone's not going to understand your dreams. Everyone's not going to support you in wanting to make change. Some people are so severely limited in what they can imagine for their own lives that they cannot possibly support your desire for different. This design phase allows you to be expressive, to invite others into creating your desired future, and to generate ideas as you build supporters and collaborators. The dialogue that takes place in design is important because it helps us get comfortable speaking the positive that we want into existence. Remember, the foundation of appreciative inquiry is that language is our most powerful tool of creation. As you start thinking about dialogue, about discussing your discoveries and your dreams, it may be useful to keep track of ideas and learnings that come from that dialogue. I want to go back to the initial example. So let's say that you muddle through the dilemma of a less than satisfying employment situation and the dream you crystallized is to stay with your current company and move into a different role in another department. Part of your discovery was that you've been working successfully on cross-functional teams and that you've been recognized for your efforts. As you started dreaming, you visualized yourself in a new role in one of the departments you've been collaborating with. Now it's time to begin building that dialogue. Maybe you're comfortable with the leader in that department and can strike up a conversation. Well, this is a great time to start conversations about current and future opportunities. Now, don't be foolish. Pay attention to the political dynamics in your company. Make wise choices about who to talk to. Tread lightly, but do not be fearful of reaching out to the people who can make your dreams come true. As you're starting this cycle of dialogue about being in a new role in a different department, talk to people outside of your company in similar roles. Get their insights on the preparation you need to be successful in that type of position. The purposes of dialogue are, in my opinion, first to get in the habit of speaking affirmatively about the new reality that you're creating. I think the second purpose is to raise awareness of the cheerleaders, the supporters, and the champions who are going to push you in the direction of your dreams. The third purpose is to make the dream become reality by sharing it. Let's be clear. Discovering, dreaming, and designing through dialogue are not sufficient to create change. The fourth D, destiny, is where we put feet under our faith and move forward. Destiny is where we firm up our plans, we create action steps, and then we walk in the direction of our intended future. I love the destiny phase because it is all about creation. 
the three Ds that preceded it enable us to have a firm foundation for creation. This is where we put our beliefs about ourselves, our abilities, and our dreams into meaningful action. In the example that we've been working with, this is when we apply for the job of our dreams, when we take classes to prepare us for our next step, when we broaden and build our networks so that we have access to decision makers and influencers who can help us reach our aspirations. You know, I also think this about destiny. It's when we acknowledge our mistakes and move on. Kind of like that stumble I just did. Yep, I could have said, Dan, let's stop. Let's re-record this part. You know, life doesn't really work that way. When we stumble, we have to make it part of the dance. The four Ds of appreciative inquiry are not linear. They're an iterative ebb and flow. There will be mistakes along the way. You're always going to be discovering new gifts and new talents once you tune in to that ability for deep self-discovery. You're going to get comfortable dreaming new dreams. You're going to get comfortable refining your aspirations so that they really reflect your core values. And the dialogue is never ending. Once you get comfortable discussing the things that matter to you, things that matter most, your vision for your future, once you build that comfort, it will become natural. And the work you do on the destiny is always evolving. Nothing in this process is fixed. It's always flowing and there will be setbacks. There will be obstacles and there will be stumbling blocks because that's life. The other thing that I really like about adopting an appreciative approach to change in our lives and in our worlds is that it presents so many opportunities for mutual support and mutual encouragement. As you start applying this approach, you're going to find that you're both a giver and a receiver. You're going to be a partner in helping other people find and fulfill their dreams too. I love that this approach creates community. It creates connections. You've probably figured out that appreciative inquiry is one of my favorite tools and one of my favorite topics. If you're interested in going into more depth on this, there are lots of articles on it on my website. There are videos on it on my YouTube channel. All of those tools will help you explore the power of this approach to change. Decide today that the deficit model is no longer useful to you. Move into this wonderful constructionist-based approach that Appreciative Inquiry offers. It's a powerful, powerful, positive tool for creating lasting change. Thanks for being patient with me and my little stumbles. That's part of life. And I hope that you will be patient and kind to yourself as you use Appreciative Inquiry. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar 